Okay. All right, let me run through this just so I had it clear in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to get Bowser. Yeah. Right? With shades. Yeah. Uh, wailing on a double neck guitar. Notes coming out. Uh huh. He's on a surfboard. Yeah. And above him in cursive, it says, let's party. Yes. Right. You forgot the pot leaf. The pot leaf. Yeah. The whole thing's in front of a big pot leaf. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then all that is on a cross. Because I'm, like, really religious. Because my mom died when I was young. So I get that, too. Sir, you've given this tattoo zero thought. No, I have given this tattoo some thought. You're making it up as you talk to I me right now. I am not. I have wanted this tattoo for 16 years. What? And, oh, wait, no, instead of let's party, have it say, happy birthday, Rick. Because he is having a birthday party tomorrow night, and he will freak out if he sees that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Come on. Really? Let's go in the back room. Oh, awesome, man. Happy birthday, Rick. Yeah! Portland Minute. Ooh. Oh my God. How long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> Everything. Two hours. Oh my God. Two hours on on the drive I'm, on the drive over here. I'm really Jesus glad that you Christ. waited for me and you didn't drop it during lunch. I you know lunch. I I was saving it for the show. I was doing it for the people. <laughs> I was doing it for the people. The fans. The people. The fans. Fans of the show are not pleased. Viewers. <laughs> you don't you don't know. Okay, he, folks, um, no. all of our tweets, all of no. your tweets about this particular episode. Please don't add us. I need you to tweet uh, Newport Minute nope. yes or Newport Minute no. Newport Minute. Newport you don't need, do you even know what New, city we're in? New Portland. New Portland? Yeah. New Portland? Also, you know the song is New York Minute, I not know. Newport. Yeah, I know. Because I, I was I, I was. Do you want to try this you bit again? Do you want to try again? No, I, you know, I, was debating, I was debating between doing and he's adjusting the New levels, York Minute and... I wish... Could just I almost did in a Portland minute, Ooh. but the syntax that, of that felt wrong. That would have been better, I think. It probably would. That have. actually flowed pretty nicely. Yeah. yeah. Can we insert the um the uh, audio the audio from the bim bam of this bit was a mistake right here? We cannot. We cannot. Can you insert a picture of New York Minute, the Olsen twins movie? With Eugene Levy, I can put yourself and and Beth's head on the Olsen twins. <laughs> I I can and you on Eugene Levy, or no, just just, just keep, leave him. Just keep him in there. All right, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I don't I don't want to sort of get in his shadow. <laughs> That's and I don't, I don't blame you. He he people need to know about Shit's Creek. <laughs> um, hi everybody, welcome hi. to I think you'd be into with the podcast about your problematic faves. I'm your host uh, Brandon Beck. Oh, you didn't have you didn't have a special Portland name? No. Okay. Why would I do something special Brandon, for our location? Brandon Beard. Oh Brandon, he yeah, is, Brandon Beard. He's Brandon Beard. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I fit in visually up here. He's got a lot yeah. of beard. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we took a photo the other night with uh, a musician I like, and it was two very pretty women and one of the country bears. You can see that photo on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Beth Scorzato, and we have our guest today, who is a return guest for our us. Our first return guest, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, friend, yeah. Friend of the show, Sam Cusack. Yeah. Friend yeah. of the show, Sam Cusack. Yeah, friend of I the pod. I didn't realize I was the first returning guest. You are. I feel very honored. Thank you. Yeah, we've, uh, we decided on well, once a year, once a calendar because, year. Well, and it's fair because last time you were a, you were a co-guest, so now you get a show all to yourself. That's, That's true. true. 
Yes, yes. Sam last appeared on episode 11 about the Power Rangers with yes. Matt Levine. I redid all the graphics this morning, which is why I remember which number it was. I'm glad you remembered <laughs> what his name was because I couldn't. Oh, I could have picked that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> cool. cool. Not cool, cool. friend of the show, Matt Levine. No. But friend of Sam. Friend Former of Sam. Guest. That's true. Yeah. We were texting this morning about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I was going to say. So So you were telling us you were uh, you were going re- real deep on Sonic this morning? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I came across a tweet. If you look at my Twitter, at Slam Kusek. Uh, I don't know exactly when this will come out. But somebody Next posted. Monday, so yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, somebody posted a tweet where they went to a party where everyone had to do a three minute presentation on something that they're passionate about and okay. someone did something on Shadow the Hedgehog. Which is um, weird. The weird character choice. or the game? The character. Okay. Which like, um, that's a weird choice to be the thing you're passionate about. Well, I mean it like was... to, I don't want to kink shame, but like <laughs> No, and it, it was specifically talking about his moral compass. Okay. And so not so much like I want to bone Shadow the Hedgehog. It was more like what is the emotional Which, journey of this character? That's the, fine, the, but the... when talking about anything with Sonic, there is an 80% possibility that for some reason it's about vor or boning. The moral compass of the hedgehog with a gun. Does Shadow have a gun? That was... that. The only reason the Shadow of the Hedgehog game got made is because people were like, hey, why don't you give Sonic a gun? And Sega was like, well, we're not going to give Sonic a gun, but yeah. here's a different colored Sonic with a gun. We're going to have him kiss a human lady in a fantasy RPG setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting wildly off. Well, okay. anyway. While um, Antoine looks on in horror. <laughs> uh, well, well, Tails looks on in horror. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, right. If anybody's going to be upset about that. Uh, uh, but I sent it to a group of friends who I regularly get together with in Los Angeles mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I want to do something like this. But because the image that showed up was just Sonic, it just like started, opened up the floodgates, so to speak, about Sonic. So we talked about the crossover with Mega Man. Uh, our friend Ian, Ian McGinty, name dropped, like started shaming all of us because we got a few names wrong. He would. Um, yeah, well, my friend Steph and I were joking that, uh, do you think, Tails' parents named him Tails. Uh, nope, hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't don't throw stuff under the bus here. And I I'm the one I'm the one that gets Steph, made fun of for me. bits that okay. don't work. I uh, no, I no, he's just trying bit. to get the wording right. I made the bit thinking or saying, do you think his parents were going to name him Tail? But when he came out with two tails, they were like, fuck. And then she started, she was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they were scribbling S's in all of the birth certificates? <laughs> and then our friend Ian was like, his name's Miles, guys. Um, I was I, like, Jesus Christ. That was actually going to be my question. That. I don't know if Tails was a name given to him by his parents or a nickname he it came up with nickname. from. It is a nickname. Is a nickname. Well, 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 right, but I don't know where the nickname came from. If it came the from his parents or... Well, yes, but I don't know who bestowed that upon him is what Probably I'm not his parents. Probably my guess not. would be Sonic. Yeah. And, yeah. Or if anything, Sonic takes credit for it now, If even if he Oh, did. yeah. Sonic is probably probably doesn't know his name is Miles. Probably. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Sonic seems like a really inconsiderate friend. I'm going to call you Tails now. Chili dogs. Yeah, Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Vor. Where's the Vor thing coming in? Is Christian this a- Oh, are you not aware of that? Oh, y'all, don't Google Sonic. Yeah, That's all don't. Say. <laughs> okay. There's like a lot of real, real dark, real dark. But uh, Vor specifically? Yeah. I'm aware of the Christian stuff. There's a lot of Vor. There's a lot of Sonic yeah, Vor. Yeah, there's... All right. um, I will avoid this yeah, it's like not the great. plague. 
It's not great. And now, now there's like a racist one too. Actually, everybody should uh, everybody should absolutely tweet your deepest, darkest Sonic fan fiction at Eric Esquivel. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm telling you this. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Go to Eric Eric M. Esquivel. I think he's I've a, met Eric once, and I great. know he would enjoy this. He's yeah. great. He's written for Sonic, and so he already gets this shit. So just fucking throw flood his mentions with some weird Sonic shit. He's uh, he's all for it. <clears throat> Sonic Vor. It's not great. Uh, anyway. Speaking of things that are great. Yeah. <laughs> things that are great. Uh, not great. Anyway, so uh, what are you into this week, Brandon? Uh, this week, I am into. Did you do Glenn Campbell last week? I didn't listen to the I episode. Did, I, I did Glenn, Glenn. Campbell, Glenn Campbell two weeks ago. Okay. Last week, I Guys, I'm not a good did... host. I did not listen to the episode that came out today because I wasn't on it. Last week, I did Actually, I don't Aqua listen Team. to the ones I'm on either. <laughs> I had something ready for this week, but I don't remember what it was. This is a was it Bitcoin? It was no, it wasn't Bitcoin. Start. I am not into Bitcoin right now. I am a. No, you're just not into Ripple. Yeah, Ripple, Ripple. and Tron and Ember. Okay, you're making are all, up. Are all, are hold, all, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You buried, a you buried the lead. Tron. TRX. Yeah, yeah. yeah TRX. That's uh, not Tron. That's, that's Trex. Tron. Well, uh, well, it's called. It's the name of it is Tron, but but it's like so someone fucked th- up. It's like end. three letter. It's like three letter like on exchanges. Yeah, that's how the stock market works too. Yeah, um, it's like how Ripple was XRP. Um, this is disappointing because yeah. you were talking about how these are doing you dirty at lunch, but failed to mention Tron. Tron, yeah, 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 yeah. Tron, Tron, uh, Tron has how fallen a not, solid. How do you not just have like a list of fucking uh, what's his face jokes just ready? Bruce Boxley. No. <laughs> uh. Let's let's is guy. this a let's try and figure this out? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. The guy, the guy from Tron. Bruce Boxleitner. No. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Thank you. Jeff Bridges. Oh. I couldn't pull Jeff Bridges. Because th- I was going to tell you about Lebowski coin. That was the one that I make all the Jeff Bridges jokes for. Yikes. Is that real? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 boy. Lebowski coin. I don't know. Lebowski coin. It's fucking nerd stock market as we talked Le- about. So it's possible. Lebowski coin is not real. Um, thi- no, this not yet. Not yet. It is now. <laughs> but if we dream it, we can do it. Um, th- why don't one of you guys go first so I can remember what my thing for the week was? Worse. If we you, dream it, you can do it. Every week you go, hey, why don't you you go first so I can think of one. Every show. I know, but you said you had, because you always have one ready. I, so I made you go. I thought I had one, and then I couldn't remember what it was. Okay. I'm happy to go. Oh, I got it. I got <laughs> Sam. Yeah, I like, you go, I like Sam. Sam. Yeah, of, you go. We're not prepared the, the podcast. We're not prepared. That's every week this is We're Not Prepared, the podcast. Um... I recently have been watching Shameless, Showtime's Oh, Shameless. so good. My friend Pam yeah. was just on that. I'm not that far. I'm not that far into it. I oh, just, then you're not going to get to my friend Pam for seven more seasons. I just started season two. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'm about I'm halfway Pamless. through season two. Six more seasons I'm then. Pamless, but I'm not Shameless. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, uh, about halfway through season two as well. It's very good. It's a fucking great show. Yeah. Those kids yeah, yeah. are all tremendous. The family loves each other, even though they're terrible people. William H. Macy is great. Does he have a mustache in that, or is it more of like a beard situation? It's more of a beard more situation. More of a just like not shaved situation. Sure. It's, it's a constant scruff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like you can tell he sort of trims it down in between episodes. Okay. Because I, I prefer makeup, my Macy with, a, with like a Flanders mustache. You can tell that the makeup people trim it in between episodes. Yeah. <laughs> he's Flanders would not be a good comp because he's got these like flowing locks. Yeah. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah. 
It's just so good. I have so many feelings about all of the children on that show. Just like all of the fucking trash babies. They're all such trash and I love them. And I'm just like, why are you making bad choices? Make good choices. What I love about the kids specifically is their little like uh, um, Lip and Ian or Ian's relationship. They're like so tight and so close in the face of all this like awful shit. And like, I think unequivocally, the kids are always willing to help each other out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep watching the show to like yeah. see those little moments because yeah. that's, that's really fun. I've spent a lot of time screaming with my friend Andrea about like Lip making bad choices. <laughs> just like, yeah, he makes awful choices. Yeah, just how Lip is making poor choices just constantly. Yeah, it's a good show. Since, since we're in you. the podcast, uh, who's the cutest? Uh, Lip. Yeah. 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 I, I started that's not watching. Even an, that's not even an argument. I started watching the show for Emmy Rossum because, like, of boy, howdy. Oh, yeah. Like, of course. She's a great actress and she's gorgeous. Yes. And then I was like, oh, wow, everybody else. Yeah, everybody yeah. also gorgeous. I mean, yeah. and, and don't count out Macy, too. That's a, that is a fine piece of ass. I mean, not in this show, but in general, sure. Sure, <laughs> sure. Walked him on sports night. What it's was lovely. this joke oh, that he, he was amazing flew over my head? Night. Oh, just that William H. Macy is a fine piece of ass? It's, oh. not, it's not a joke. It was just. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Brandon has a Macy crush. He shows his butt a lot if he you does. want to see that. Yeah. He has <laughs> really sex scenes. I gotta and, go, um, you guys. He and Joan Cusack? Yeah, Joan Cusack are... Oh, you're right. Yeah, I have you seen saw a couple some of, of it when I was watching it. Yeah. 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 Right. Do you remember what you were into? I, I do. What okay. are you into? This week, I am... What are you into? This... <laughs> <laughs> Time. Uh, I'm the interest witch. <laughs> Oh, how'd you get in here? The interest witch. I live in Portland. <laughs> you would. Our favorite recurring character, the interest witch. Hey, <laughs> I can make them now. <laughs> Second returning guest. Beth keeps looking at my books. I do. Which makes me be like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm I'm a bookshelf creeper. Don't worry Oh, yeah, about no, it. go for it. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to interrupt Brandon and ask. They never stopped her before. <laughs> Uh, this particular week, I am into I Like Fun, the new album by Brooklyn's Ambassadors of Love, They Might Be Giants. Oh, interesting. Um, they're, they're doing um, another year of Dial-A-Song, which is a thing that they, they used to do back in the like 80s. They just had an answering machine that they would put songs onto, and you could call it and hear a song. And it's a lot of how they sort of went, I guess, viral at first um but that service sort of fell away once people didn't really have like phones Mm. anymore um or no one was gonna like call that number and so a couple years ago they brought it back as a weekly thing where there if you just go to dial a song.com dial dash a dash song there would be a new song every week and over the course of that year they put out three albums worth of material um and they're doing that again uh, and it's kicking off with I Like Fun, which comes out, or will have come out a few days earlier from when this, this drops. And it's really good. It's I think it's my favorite record of theirs in a little while. I wasn't wild about the couple Dial-A-Song albums. It just felt like they were trying to just, in trying to put out so much stuff, a lot of it didn't feel fully baked. Um, or like, wasn't like as interesting as their really good stuff is. But this record, it like it feels a lot more personal than the last couple have. And it feels, uh, there's a lot more going on. And there's, there's a lot of 
oblique and non-oblique references to death, even for they might be giants, which is saying a lot because that's kind of their whole thing. Um, but it's it's streaming on NPR, and it's it's really it's really worth checking out if you're into they might be giants at all. It comes out soon. It comes out Friday. This Friday. This coming Friday. So it will be. So by, by it'll the time be out by the time you hear this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Do yep. you have a specific track you would recommend people listen to? Um, not offhand. Hasn't gotten that deep yet. Not offhand. Um, got a good. All deep. time. What is pretty good. The first track is. Pr- I don't actually know the names of any of them yet. Uh, because I've been listening on NPR, where rather than tracks, it's all just one, one long, long stream. It's like a forty-eight minute stream. Yeah. Got so I, I don't actually know uh, what okay, most of them yeah. are called. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. but the first track is good. The fourth track is good. Um, the very last one. Uh, like the chorus of it is we die alone, we die afraid, <laughs> which is like, all right, I'll take that from They Might Be Giants. Um, right. Bethel, what about you? This week? This week I'm just I'm thinking a lot about football. Okay. <gasps> just thinking a lot about football because the playoffs just are wrapping up and now we have our finalists, we have our final four. It's been well documented that I'm a Patriots fan because I am from New England. <laughs> So Sam, as as oh, I'm a as fan. My we went into. Actually, oh no, go ahead. My parents called me last night asking, "Are you watching the Patriots?" I do not have cable. No, but they weren't playing last night. And also, <laughs> it's it's twenty it's twenty eighteen. Not having cable shouldn't stop you from watching anything. I have not kept up with Patriots no. lore. Anyway, I haven't either. I have an antenna. We we have an antenna, and so like whatever's being broadcast locally, I can pick up. But it's almost never the Patriots game unless we're in playoffs like this because right. it's just not the local game in LA. Um, but yeah, so next week is going to be Patriots, Jaguars, and then um, and Vikings and uh, Eagles. And we went in some place last night right as that like phenomenal like last second touchdown by the Vikings to beat the Saints happened, um, and. We went into place and a guy was like watching and he was really cheering. He was like, it's going to be an Eagles-Jaguars Super Bowl. And I was like, if I have to watch an Eagles-Jaguars Super Bowl with my own two eyes, I swear to God, I'm never watching football again. <laughs> but anyway, go Pats. Woo! <laughs> now, is Rob Gronkowski still a Patriot or is he, he dead? He is, but I okay. think he's still been injured this whole season. He's been on the sidelines. Yikes. I'm pretty sure. Or if he was in, it wasn't for long. I don't think he played last game. Okay. See, I, I'm not a huge Patriots fan, but I went to, as you know, I went to Emerson College mm-hmm. and uh, one of the new media classes would treat or tweet Rob Gronkowski and he would just show up on campus. That's very and, like, funny. Just bring Dunkin' Donuts and was like a super cheery dude. So it's like, I like you. He's kind of <laughs> like a giant puppy from what I understand. Like, Yeah, he seems fun. Yeah. He seems game for a lot of like dumb shit. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I, I'm into this. He co-hosted from, from... like a sports bloopers show on Nickelodeon for a hot minute there. I'm Not sure he surprised. did. I'm sure he just says that, like yes to whatever. And like him and um, him and Edelman are just like besties and they're adorable. The, the, the gif that's going around from gif whatever, I don't care, um, going around from last week is like after they won, like Edelman just like jumping into Rob Gronkowski's arms on the sideline, <laughs> Julian Edelman, because he's like very small and compact and like a very good wide receiver and Gronkowski's like massive and Brandon doesn't know anything about football. All, all I know about football <laughs> is Cam Newton has an awesome hat collection. Okay. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you know I what? The Panthers ain't in the playoffs I, anymore. Whenever I hear the Panthers are doing well, I'm legitimately surprised. They were no, they went really far. They only um, got out like two weeks ago. Oh really? Yeah. They your your cousins just went to the game on 
Oh, I'm sure they were did. just at the game. I'm sure <laughs> they were at the playoffs game. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they were. Okay, I'm sure whatever. they were. <laughs> All Brandon knows about football is that there was a boy that he went to school with that in the fourth grade on the bus made fun of him. And so when we did uh, fantasy football, he drafted that guy, even though he wasn't a starter, he was like a fourth string dude, but he drafted him just so that he could bench him for the whole season as his own karmic justice for this dude that for sure does not remember him. <laughs> and, and you know what? Because he plays on the Panthers now. Okay. I, I got second oh, okay. place in our league. So, like, I guess what I was doing worked. That was the season. Venge, vengeful no. benching. No, that yeah, you did. And then the next season was the season that you drafted five tight ends, and I had to fix your team. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a very like voodoo <laughs> approach to yeah uh, to fantasy football, which I like, which I'm into. Well, like okay, look at look at it from my perspective. There's fourth grade Brandon. He's got his uh, he's got his Game Boy. He's got his Pokemon Yellow. He's got Ooh. his uh, he's got his. Buzz Lightyear in his backpack that he plays with on the bus with with these other kids. We played with those, and then we then we moved on to Pokemon. And then one day, these kids were just like, "Oh, Pokemon's not cool anymore, and you're dumb for playing Pokemon." And I was like, "What? Why?" And uh, I've never let it go. Obviously. And uh, twenty years later, here we are. My my favorite thing about hearing this story in the here and now, and mm-hmm. your listeners cannot see this, Brandon is wearing a Buzz Lightyear shirt. Oh, he shit, is, you're right, yeah. I am, aren't um, I? And has looked... That I bought for him? He has his no. legs, legs crossed with one of his arms up in probably the most relaxed I've ever seen him, but also, like, the most devious I, I looking. Am, I may look relaxed, but I'm always wildly tense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at my most relaxed, I'm still about 80% tense. I could not tell right now. You look yeah. you look very calm. He's wearing a Buzz Lightyear shirt his wife bought him. So, suck it fourth graders. Yeah. Mm, uh, that's not a good sentence. No. Anyway, <laughs> no, we're yeah, here definitely. this week to talk about tattoos. I was going to say Pokémon's a good segue. Yeah. I like Oh, yes. Yeah. Always. So, tattoos. Tattoos. You are an owner of. We've yet to actually talk about them. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of both of you. Yeah, we held off. Uh, we had lunch before this at Foster Burger for your Portland listeners. I don't know if we have any Portland listeners. Me. Well, yeah, <laughs> aside from you. Aside from you. A guy who likes to listen to his own voice. Um, I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I I I like to listen to a podcast I've been on. It's mm-hmm. it's the most narcissistic thing I do. Can't. It's comforting. Yeah. I've listened to the Power Rangers one a few times. That's great. I just actually, can't do it. Actually, Matt's dad. We'll get to tattoos in a second. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. This is more important. Matt's dad listened to it and texted him, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. It's great. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is wrong with him? I, nothing real. I don't think he did anything that objectionable on no. the show. No, I think he just has like unrealistic expectations sometimes to be like Marty McFly. Sure. And he's not. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, <fair>. Matt. <laughs> Aw. No. No, I, I thought it was lovely, Matt. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good He and guy. I text almost every day. Anyway. No. Tattoos. Tattoos, yes. Tattoos. So um, you are the owner of several. I have the current total that I have is 17. Damn, son. Mm-hmm. Damn, dog. Yeah, I started getting them. I'm 30 now. I got my first one at 20, which is like an older age. Most people do that like 18 year old thing. 18. Right? Yeah. I got my first one at 28. At so 28. Yeah. How many do you have? Uh, Just two. Just two. two right now. Just two. And you have? Uh, Nine. Nice. Very nice. 
nine. That sounds that sounds about right. I always forget. I always have to count. <laughs> there are some... I also have to count. I forget about some of them. Oh yeah. yeah, I have one on my ankle that I always forget about until I see it. What is the one on your ankle? The one on my ankle. It's got Luigi. Oh, you finally got that Luigi. Uh, it's my my green boy. He's my good good green boy. <laughs> I just realized we're doing a very visual. Oh yeah. That's fine. Yep. We'll post some photos. People have seen <laughs> photos of ours. You can yeah. go on all our Instagrams and look at us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just theater of the mind. Sure. We could describe them. No, I mean, I uh, when we were when you guys messaged me about yeah, topics nine. for this show, you know, I could talk about comics and manga and bullshit that would yeah. totally ostracize everybody else. <laughs> that's my, that's my um, favorite notorious B.I.G. song, manga and bullshit. Manga and bullshit. Manga and bullshit. It's my favorite sandwich combo at a cafe. Um, (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Got him. Um, Yeah, you did. But I I was thinking, like, I have, over the course, my, like, decade of getting tattoos, have had to convince a lot of people who don't have them, like, why I like it Mm -hmm. and why I like the process. Oh, been there. (laughs) Yeah, which is, I always find very interesting, an interesting part of it, because I have a lot Mm. of friends who have tattoos or I'm close with tattoo artists. So there's a like common understanding and lingo. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy for yeah. us to kind of talk about work. Um, but I do find it is something where I've had to like explain to coworkers. I'm like, I'm getting a tattoo and they're like, you're addicted. I'm like, eh, a little bit. Um, there's, it's, it's an interesting process. You know what I mean? Well, wh- so what, what about, what about the process do you enjoy? Like what, what about, the like ritual of getting, you know, stabbed a million times real fast. Yeah. See, Brandon is also still a newbie and kind of a little bit of a not a, I, I mean, baby in the sense of that you're new to getting them. But also, well, no, a I'm also bit a total baby. baby. Yeah. Uh, so sure. his his first tattoo, actually, one of my tattoos is I refer to as my solidarity tattoo. Right. In that I was not planning on getting a tattoo, but he was finally ready to get his, and he was so nervous that I just like designed something really quick and got something, and I went first. So that he could like see that it was okay. Right. Even though he'd yeah. seen me get tattoos before, it's different in the past having seen it and sitting there about to do it. it right. Totally. In my head from hearing that it hurts, I had taken that to mean it was going to feel like you're being stabbed in the face. I mean, he literally watched me get the one on my head. I so did. Like, oh, I did, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I forgot about that yeah. one. I, I always forget about I have that one. One behind my ear. There, there are a lot of a lot of yours are in like places I don't see too often. Hidden spots. Yeah. I mean, you see all of the places pretty well, I, often. I, I, <laughs> I, I do, but like, like you've got one on like your right hip that I just like don't wind up seeing all that often. That's fair. Sort I of guess. forget about until. Don't oh right, that one. What? Trying to remember if I know that one because I know the one in the back of I know the one on my hip. It's actually not that hard. It's like right here, so it's not that hard to show people. I'm sure right. I've shown it to you, but that's the one I got when I was 18. So that's my oldest one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I think I'm confusing it with another friend who has something in a similar area. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, to go back yes. to your question, um, there are a lot of different steps of the process, and I, I think I like the whole. I like the whole thing, but I like the different steps for different reasons. So there's like finding a person is great. Like I'm not somebody who has gone to a shop and just been like, I want this thing. Give it to me. Uh I've like actively sought out people for particular styles or particular things. So that's fun. Like starting a dialogue with them and getting to know them on a personal level is nice. Mm -hmm. Most of my work is from a guy in Marina Del Rey named Zach Taylor. Okay. Uh, He's, 
at the machine 13 uh, online on Instagram. If you mm-hmm. guys want to follow him out, check him out. He does a very neo-traditional style. So you'll see like the, this arm that I have and the umbrella and the vulture claw uh, and this beetle. And then I have a knife and a matchbook mm-hmm. up here are all from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so I went and in. And you can tell style. Like I can tell they're all his like yeah. stylistically they match. Yeah. Um, and I went in when I was living in that area and talked to him and sort of, we wrote down a list and he was, he got as excited as I did about that. And that part of the process is great Mm -hmm. because they were like, oh, I'm collaborating. He has particular things that he wants to do and exercise in his work. It's cool to sort of find common ground with somebody like that. Then what I love, like the day leading up to that tattoo is like the self care that you put into yourself. I'm very regimented about like. I don't drink alcohol or caffeine like 24 hours before. I make sure I get a good night's rest. I usually eat. I usually eat like pho or something sort of fluid heavy. Okay. Uh, two to three hours before, and then I'll get like beef jerky and Gatorade and shit to bring along with me. Okay. Then I arrive. We go through the process, and then it's kind of a similar repetition 24 hours after. Mm-hmm. Like keep it wrapped up. Don't drink. Get some good sleep. And sure. Then, like, you clean it every, you know, few hours until it scabs up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that, having that repeatable process and, like, sticking to it. It's really engaging for me. Uh, why why the, uh, the the prep stuff? Like, why, why, are, why are you doing that? Like, the no drinking and the no caffeine and all that. Like, I, I just don't understand why. Well, because you're bleeding. Ah, sure. Yep. So you're... It's, it's your bleeding and you it's, it affects the how thin your blood is and oh, how your sure. skin will react. It Makes also... Sense. I just feel better. Like if I don't have a ton of chemicals in my system, sure. Mm-hmm. Your your body essentially like you're getting stabbed, and after a little while, your adrenaline will kick in, and you'll feel better. But initially, the initial shock is like, oh fuck, like something yeah. is getting sure. stabbed into me. If you're feeling like slightly hungover, a little dehydrated, like that's gonna feel a lot. It's gonna feel worse. awful. Yeah, it makes sense. And depending on where you get your tattoos, you know, I have stuff. Uh, most of my arm stuff has either hurt or like not really hurt the stuff on my upper arms on my biceps like mm-hmm. i didn't feel uh some of them i went on my leg i have this like weird japanese frog on my leg that was the fucking pits that was Ooh. three hours and it's slightly tilted so i would have to like move a bunch mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. and it's dark color so the shading took a long time mm-hmm. that was really rough and like i was yeah, yeah i was sober and and steady for most of that but like imagining myself being in a not ideal state I can see, no, yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense it all it all depends on where you get it too and the yeah. size of it and the color i mean i have the really big watercolor piece on my arm that took five hours Yikes. i mean even like, like and it was but it was and because of what it is because it's have you seen it in person i don't it's think really so i saw it the last time i recorded you were just about to get it yeah it's oh yeah that's beautiful yeah So, but it's all the colors are really blended and it's like watercolor. So it was a lot of like going over the same spot that had already been exposed over and over again. Right. But to the point where eventually it wasn't like, it didn't hurt. It was just consistent. Sure. Um, And that's one of the things I've been most, and I've always tried to explain, even like when you were first getting yours and I said like the initial shock is going to be weird, but then most places on your body that you're getting it it's fairly it's a fairly consistent feeling right yeah and it's there's something almost soothing in its consistency in that it's not it's not like that initial shock is constantly happening over and over um 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, there are definitely ones that hurt more. Even the one on my head actually didn't hurt that much. Oh yeah. The yeah. one that hurt the most was the one on my shoulder blade because when Ooh. you do anything near the bone, it's very painful. Oh yeah, the 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 one on my wrist didn't really hurt all that much. Yeah. But the one on my ankle was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I've thought about getting ankle stuff before. And I yeah, I'm I have one I... on my ankle and then one right above that, like more on my calf. Yeah. Um, the one on my ankle is small and wasn't that bad. The one on my shoulder hurt and the one on my hip, of course, hurt. Yeah. But the weird thing too with that one, the one on my back and the one on my hip are that because you're near so many nerves, it didn't necessarily hurt where I was getting it. <laughs> sure. Um, it would hurt. It would like send a pain down to a different part of my body because it right. would like hit an area that was just connected to everything. Yeah. And that's not, I, I guess a lot of people, this probably sounds horrifying too, but it's, it's really not. I'm, I'm just trying to like accurately and, and honestly portray the sensation of that. Like, it's not a bad sensation, but it is a unique sensation. Yeah. Like, th- like yeah, that's sort that's of what I, what I, came to realize very quickly is that like it it's it's i mean it's not great like it's not like it's not comfortable but it's it's not like i have experienced little day-to-day pains that are way worse mm-hmm. sure um but, but i think i think with the with the one on my on my ankle specifically is because it's pixel art it was like a lot of really tight right and so it's just like oh yeah it took a long time yeah it took took probably 45 minutes but he was in yeah, a lot I, of places, he already sort of was, and it was just like very Rrr. rarely had right. to take forty five minutes, you know. Yeah. But a lot of mine are words. Um, That's true. Yeah. But beyond the pain, which is the thing everybody thinks about, and I don't want to like focus too heavily on that. Like I want to be honest about it, but that's not focus why. On the pain. I well, that's not why I get tattoos, though. You know, like it's about the the art and the expression of it. Um, sure. And so, like, yeah, I don't know. I want to talk more about that. Like, yeah. and not just like tell people, like, yeah, it hurts and it hurts and we get them and it hurts. Like, yeah, but that's not why I'm getting them. I yeah, get tattoos it's despite just a side my effect. mom. Well, yeah, well, no, no, I think. I don't get tattoos despite my mom, despite what she thinks. <laughs> I think that uh, to put a button on this subject, my, my friend Matt, uh, he and I would get tattoos together when I lived in Massachusetts. This mm-hmm. is a, a friend of mine that I met through an ex. Um, and his girlfriend, when we were going to get them once, was said like, oh, doesn't it hurt? Why do you keep doing this? And he said very succinctly, like, this is a sort of no pain, no gain situation. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the pain to get that expression, to mm-hmm. get that art. And I was like, oh, that's a great way of looking at yeah. it. Of like, yeah. it's a necessary evil and it's something that I am preparing myself mm-hmm. to do. And if there's ways to mitigate that through the process and taking care of my body, then like I'm doing myself a service. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want your tattoo to heal up wrong or get infected. Oh, yeah. Then you're fucked. Yeah. That, and because I'm like a massive hypochondriac, right. that was the that was the most stressful part for me was being like, is this is this healing right? Yeah. I think this is infected. Is this infected? There's What's nothing. Going on? There's I, constantly I'm, asking me. Yeah. I am not a like I I'm not a super massive hypochondriac or really a hypochondriac. But like that is Jealous. one thing that is one thing I'm always consistently worried about. Yeah. 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 The, the, the big, the watercolor one on my arm was the hardest healing process. I mean, obviously it was, yeah. it, there were parts of it that healed weeks after the other parts, yeah. just depending on what color it was and how deep it was. I was still, it was still, it still had scabs that I couldn't get off without like actually tearing the tattoo for like a month and a half. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot. And this piece isn't even done. It's going to go on my shoulder, not on my back eventually. <laughs> once I, once I have the money, but that, that this one, the one on my shoulder is one that I did work with an artist. Um, I found an artist uh, that I liked. He's out in West Hollywood. His name is Monty. He's at the uh, 
honorable society. The honorable tattoo. society rules. Uh, that's where he got his uh, his Luigi. Um, it and feels like you're in a social club from the 30s. <laughs> Monty it's great. does not have an Instagram, which was very funny Monty. because he well he he didn't have an Instagram. And actually, while they were do- while he was doing my tattoo, the other people in the shop started an Instagram for him just to like taunt him. Um, and so for a little while, I was the only photo on his Instagram page. And then when I went back in after it healed to show it to him, he was like, I'm sorry, I couldn't do the Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, Monty, you're very I'm sweet. It's okay. I couldn't do the Instagram. <laughs> He's very sweet. He's very wonderful. <laughs> and I went in and told him what I wanted. And he was so excited. And he was also excited that I just, I basically told him, oh, this is what I want. I want space. I want it to trail off. He did the whole design himself. And he had such a blast doing it. That's great. And he was like so excited. He gave me a little bit of a discount because he was so pumped. Yeah. About doing it and like um and he's even when i came in he was like let me know when you're ready to do the next piece like i still have the art of my ipad and like yeah. we'll figure out how to connect it and like he's so excited about it That's awesome. but a lot of mine i did do the design myself right and so i did there are many of these i have that i just walked in and said hey can you give me this yeah um, but well, w- it's because i knew specifically what i wanted right and that's i i I don't want to discredit that experience. No, uh, I, yeah. I don't think you are, but I think there are ones that, that can be done. I think there are, totally. there are the two different ways you can do Like, I would never, I'm not the person, and again, I don't want to disparage if this is how you do it, but I'm never the person who's going to walk in and, like, pick something out of a book and be like, I want this fucking eagle. Right. Like, <laughs> like that's not who, like, when I walk in and do, like, I know what I want, but it's not on a whim. I've spent right. months designing it and making sure it's exactly what I want and how big I want it and where I want it. Right. Which ego is fucking? Is it Glenn Frey or is it Joe Walsh? Oh God, or... I hate you. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, is well... it one of the footballers? <laughs> no. Oh, football? right. I, I forgot I forgot the, the eaglers the were, a, uh, were, a, were a team of footballmen. What other, what, what other tattoos would you get? Do you want to get? Um, Should you get? I have... Three questions. I have a few. I'm... I want to get eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I think I'm going to get is uh, so the two I have right now is on my right on my right wrist. I have "Don't Panic" uh-huh. in uh, Courier in the final draft font uh, because a it's it's for Hitchhiker's Guide to the, Ga- the Galaxy, which is my favorite book, but mm-hmm. also uh, just a good reminder, right? Uh, especially like with anxiety as severe as mine is, it's helpful to be able to like look down and see that on my body. Right. Um, but the next one I want to get is, uh, there was, back when he was doing Late Night, there was that little, like, doodle of Conan O'Brien that they used as as the logo and in a lot of the, like, transition slides and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get that in the same place on my r- left wrist with uh, the phrase, work hard, be kind, above and below it, um, which is something he said on his last Tonight Show. And has always struck me as the way I kind of want to live my life. Right. And so that that felt like it would be a good, you know, uh, to go with the don't panic. Right. Um, and then the, the, the other ones I want to get are, are all kind of silly, but like that's kind of why I like them because it's, a, it's like a commitment to absurdity. Right. I want to get uh, from the Space Ghost episode, Kentucky Nightmare, where uh, – it's it's the best space ghost. It's so fucking good. Um, uh, space ghost. There's a shot where he's just holding this shark, and I want to get that on my left bicep uh, with the phrase "A shark on whiskey is mighty risky. A shark on beer is a beer engineer." That one's gonna be big and that, take time. Yeah, that one's be gonna painful. be painful. Yeah, that one's gonna be. Um, that's like the big one. And then, uh, especially all that yellow that space ghost wears. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot. And I, 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 I've always considered. 
the only tramp stamp I would ever get would be a tramp stamp of the Hypnotoad. Okay. Because I think that that just that's just hilarious to me that I that I could just be like walking around and like if like my shirt rode up or something like that that someone would just see the like a bit of the Hypnotoad. Yeah, you got a lot of hair there though. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, TMI. Anyway. Well, well, I mean, anyway. it's not that hard to see. It's his lower back. Well, um, well that, that actually it's good. It leads me to what my next question was going to be is how do you decide? Like how what is what is the thought process? to you for uh how, why you get what you're going to get or like wh- like what goes into that decision it's uh where's this is the worst question i know well it's, oh yeah it's i'm, I'm sure it because is. like my reasoning i i think about this a lot like my reasoning has certainly changed over the past few years sure. like mm-hmm. some of my earlier tattoos i have one uh on my inner right forearm that's a fork knife and a spoon that says always hungry okay. uh, which is like kind of playful i i think this what i'm trying to get at is like the through line for all my tattoos have an element of fun to it like you were getting at with your sure like yeah there are things that i like there are things that are meaningful to me but not necessarily like i don't have a relative who passed away and i'm trying to honor them sure i have family related tattoos i have some straw flowers on my right bicep that uh i grew up in an area of california where there was a straw flower field in the back of our house where my uh dad and my brother used to go so it's very much like thinking of those memories and thinking sure. of the family but i have like two pokemon tattoos on my upper calves and i have a which, line which of pokemon, pokemon are we talking balls. here i have pincer um on my he's a bug boy right calf i he's my favorite pokemon and i have Slowbro, which is uh i was playing a game and had Slowbro on my team and i was like fuck yeah this dude's great and he's <laughs> my friend eric's favorite pokemon and eric is like devoutly Jewish where he's like, I'm not going to get a tattoo. So I kind of got it for him too. Sure. Nice. But I got one Pokemon and I was like, it's kind of dumb to just have, just have one. one. Yeah. And I was, uh, the person who did it was trying to do all 150. And so I was just like, well, nobody's going to get slow, bro. So I just got slow, bro. That's fair. But so all of them have like little stories. But like there's still a meaning like, behind Like yeah. there's still a story behind that. Yeah. All of them have little stories and, and meanings like that. Or like some of the ones like the hand I got uh, from Zach, he was just doing Victorian hands and we had done two pieces up into that point. And I was like, fuck, like I really like those. And I know he would sort of go uh, all out to get those. So mm-hmm. I just contacted him and that was one of the things where like i was building relationship and and trying to cultivate yeah now to as you said before like i don't get discounts but whenever i come into town zach doesn't yeah. make me put a security deposit it was down. not like a discount, yeah. discount. it was like, like but he was just like i'm gonna charge you a little less for the design because i loved doing it like right. but the people know you're good for it yeah. and they're excited to do it so like getting to that point with somebody is really exciting so like sure. there's an element of putting the work mm-hmm. in there makes sense yeah yeah, and it's cool. I think, and to go back to when you were like, people are like, oh, you're addicted. And you're like, yeah, to a degree, it is It is a thing that once you kind of get over that initial hurdle of maybe being nervous about it or something, it is a really, um, I think, freeing and really satisfying way. Of, so it, it has, it's a way of expression that has a lot of agency, right. um, sure. which I really love. And it's one of those things that, like, I can say that, like, the time between my tattoos has gotten shorter and shorter as I've gotten older. 
So like the first one I got, I was like, this is the only one I'm going to get. And then like three years later, I was like, JK, I'm getting another one. And then like two years later, I was like, JK, I'm getting another one. And then a year later and then six months later. And then like, so they get closer and closer once you've gotten over that hurdle of like, you know what, this is, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And like, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's funny that you bring that up. When I was 25, I think I got four or five every three months. Damn, son. Yeah. For, for a while. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I got over that initial hurdle and yeah. I was like, oh, like, this is something I really like and yeah. want to build. Yeah. So. Oh, the, the second I got this one, I was like, oh, I get it now. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. understand. Well, he'd seen mine and seen me get them for years. And for a long time, I know you were nervous about it or saying like, I don't know if that's a thing I could ever get. Or if I did, I don't know what I would ever get. And I think that's another thing people too often have a hurdle is because it is permanent and it is a thing that I think in our society, especially I think our generation compared to the generation before us um, or two generations before us really, but right. like that there is, so our parents had this big like foreboding with it and that it was, right. it was this permanent thing and it was so dangerous. And if you get it, it better be something that means like everybody, you know, so like I you think better a lot make of, sure you have a job. Well, it's not even that, <laughs> but like people, I think a lot of times with their first one feel this like huge onus for it to be the most important and have so much meaning. And so they, right. they get really nervous about like, well, I don't know what I could get because what if it doesn't mean enough? Yeah. What if I regret it? And obviously that's a, if you're going to get anything permanent, that's a, that's a consideration, sure. but yeah. you know, if it's something that you're thinking so much about that, if it's something that you're thinking significantly and consistently about, then it's probably important enough. And the only person who can judge whether something is important enough to get as a tattoo is you. Yeah. Like, right. Nobody has the right to tell you, Oh, that wasn't a worthy use of your skin. Like right. it, it, that's why, that's what I was saying is that I feel like getting tattoos is a, a form of expression that has a lot of agency and I love that. Yeah. Right. And, and I think I think there were a lot of societal things that like that's sort of what kept me from it for a very long time because like I grew up in, you know, conservative rich white person North Carolina and like there was just always this stigma of like well people that have tattoos like you know, like your dad have, had a tattoo? Well he did but he but like he also was like a millionaire so that that was weirdly it's also like, a place you couldn't see it exactly but like you what know is it? it was on his it was on um, his back and it was like a oh god it was very long it, it was, was like a lot of text uh, no that's that's my <laughs> oh no that's your brother's that's brother. i thought your dad had the same one um i don't think so my my dad had i believe my mom's name in japanese okay. on like the back of his neck maybe um, Interesting, but no, my, no, my brother he got like a tribute one to my dad, which was this it's like his whole bag. This quote that's like eight lines long, and I later found out misattrib like misattributed. <laughs> like it's uh, it's, it's not he, right. He it's, also yeah, has yeah. one on oh his. My. Again, I said a little while ago, I don't ever want to like shame somebody's tattoo choices, but I can still think they're funny. Um, sure, like how he now has one that's like a skull that's like half American flag, and like I can definitely think you're taking yourself too seriously, even though I respect your right to feel that way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, um, but there, but there was always this sort of like, you know, the only people that had tattoos Grandma were like never listen to this podcast, no. so it's fine. You know, like <laughs> the dude that works at the diner that's probably a meth head or something like that that like it was right. it, it was savory character exactly that like the certainly the sort of respectable people you wouldn't see at the country club yeah. so, and like so even when even when i first got my first one like when i said it like when i told my mom i, I made sure to be very like 
here's why I did this. Here's what it is. It's very small. And she was even still like, oh, okay. It's the fact that my brother had multiple by that point. I, I actually had an experience. My grandparents live in Jacksonville, Florida. They mm-hmm. moved into a retirement community and we would go visit them. And one of their neighbors like got up in my face about, I have a tarot card under my left uh, or in my inner arm. And this guy like got up in my oh, face. Oh, tarot. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, he got up in my face about it because I he had some problem with it and i think he may uh been in the navy or in the marines and my okay. mom got like pissed and like up in his face about it sure which, but there was still that stigma that you're getting at of like all these young people with their fucking ink yeah i actually just this past week had a whole conversation with my mom who um she the, when i got the big one on my arm she was very upset um Despite the fact that that was my ninth tattoo, she got very upset because you were going to be able to see it in my wedding dress. Um, so, so did my mom. So did your mom. But your mom's always upset with me. Yeah. Um, so. She doesn't know what a podcast is. Don't worry. So we were talking. So I saw her this past week and I told her, I was like, you know, there are other tattoos that I have planned. Uh, you know, just telling you since you, you got kind of upset last time like i'm just giving you a heads up like they're going to happen like right. this other one is only a half a piece it's going to be larger there's another one i'm going to be getting right here which i'm probably going to be getting very soon right on my collarbone um actually i don't know at first i wanted it over my heart but i think i wanted it on my collarbone but anyway um i was like so that you're and it's another words one a lot of mine are words um right three of my nine are words currently and so this would make four four of ten uh but so she was saying that for her you know the reason she's upset about it is that it makes her feel like she's a bad mother Hmm. um which which i mean sounds silly and ridiculous to people who who have them but it's definitely a generational thing because in her mind she was saying like oh you know when i grew up the only people the only women who had tattoos were like women who were you know had bad parents and were biker women and mm. I was saying, well, one, I doubt they were getting those tattoos despite their parents. And she was like, yes, yes, they were. And I was like, I don't think so. Right. Um, and, and I think it's it's a thing that society has proscribed that meaning to tattoos. And that I was saying, I was like, you know, I bet that those women were getting them because nobody was sitting foot putting them in. The, I mean, obviously this has happened in the world, but in this particular context, nobody was putting these women in the chair and forcing them to get these tattoos. Right. There, this is a choice that every person has made. And while there are certainly a portion of tattoos in the world that were gotten is like, fuck you, mom. Like the majority of them were not like these women made these choices, And I bet you that they were happy with them and they were happy with their bodies and their choices. And that society simply proscribed this evil meaning to them because it was abnormal, just like everything else that society proscribes as evil because it's abnormal. Right. But it's, it's not abnormal and it's not abnormal. And it's certainly becoming more mainstream now, which is great, but there's still a lot of stigma to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I've, I've, I've still like, there's a part of me that's like, well, if you get the big one on your on your bicep, like people might be able to see it when you're not wearing. And I'm like, well, who the fuck cares? I live in Los Angeles. Yeah, like it would it, it it'd be like if I, you know, like I'm a comedy writer. It would be weirder if I didn't have a beard, you know? Yeah, right. And also the oh uh, oh yeah, and the other one, the other one you get a lot from your parents is like, well, what is it gonna look like when you're old? I'm like, it's gonna look awesome because I chose it. Yeah, like I'm I, also I know, going to take care of it. Yeah, and- I know plenty of 
I, I know like a lot of old people that have tattoos and they still like them because again, it's a choice they made. It's a choice they made. It tells a story about them, about their life, about their body. Like, and that's rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's rad. I don't know. I think I'd rather have that than like have a secret fucking diary and nobody knows me. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't that know that's me, bad, sure. but like, yeah. no, like, I know are, what you mean. There are a lot of people that like, are so afraid to like tell people about themselves. And I think there is a certain part of having a tattoo that like you can't like it's out there. People are going to ask you about them. Like, and while what does your tattoo mean is a very annoying question. You invite it by having that on you sure. and you can't step yeah. away from that. Yeah. You see it as a form of healthy self-expression, which I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I'm hoping that is becoming more of the norm. Yeah. So I'm somebody so. who publicly flaunts my mm-hmm. tattoos around. And of course, there are certain we do we are it is worth acknowledging we are all you know for all intents and purposes middle class white people right there are not as many stigmas against tattoos than with us as there are with black people getting tattoos you know there's a lot of association where people think that it might be a gang thing which is wrong and racist and bad you know so we do sit in a very privileged spectrum in that we're middle class white people we work in the arts right like so we we come we live in la we live in portland like we're in very liberal privileged situations to have tattoos and not everybody exists in that world right what Uh, yeah right but that being said because we do exist in that world and it's just a thing that's cool and i like doing and i'm getting more of them (laughs) yeah i'm excited you know a a thing that really kind of helped me uh sort of and normalize it is the wrong word, but like have it just become more of like a thing that I see more often was Instagram. Mm. Cause like I, I, I started following a Simpsons tattoos, not having them all over your wife for 10 years. Well, no, I mean that too, <laughs> that, that too. He stepped in it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> God damn it. audible groan i already had one by the time we met you did you, you did you're right but um I, like i guess it, it helped it more for like a i know oh, this I is know. a thing i would like to do right was like, i started following the simpsons tattoos instagram that just had like a million different little deep cuts because like there was always part of me it's like oh it'd be cool to get a simpsons tattoo or it'd be cool to get a space ghost tattoo or something like right. that but i was never like i i don't want to just like get just like a picture of Homer or whatever, you know, and like seeing that there are so many different options and that so many different people love the same thing, but Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. different specific parts of it, uh, really like opened up a lot of possibilities for me. And like, like there are some that I love that I would never want to get. Like there's a dude that has a, a Falcon on his chest that Millhouse is riding, oh which is kind of amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, though, actually, the, it, the Simpsons tattoo, if I ever if I ever got one, it would be the logo for the crab juice can from when Homer goes to New York and gets something from the uh, food truck or from the food cart. And the, the like weird Middle Eastern guy is like, uh, you know, he's like, what do you have to drink? And the guy goes, Mountain Dew or crab juice. And Homer goes, oh, I'll take the crab juice. And it occurred to me, like, that's that's the only one I could get because I think about that joke like seven or eight times He's, a week. He says that joke a lot. Yeah, um, I, I when I can't but, hear the words Mountain Dew without going, "Oh, I'll take the crab juice." Yeah, yeah. So, do you have a uh, favorite or one you like to show off? 
Mm, that is a good question. I know. It's, a, um, it's also a hard, shitty question. Do you have a least favorite that we're going to remove live on air? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, hope, you let, hope, hope you have some forks. I have several forks. Good. I'm a man uh. with his own house. No, that <laughs> was a weird statement. Um, that was I, a weird bit that didn't quite work, so like it all works out. So that's the, so the most, Brandon so Beck story. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Brandon Beck story. Yep. Shame. Um, my, uh, I have a beetle on my left forearm. I love that beetle. I think that one gets the most attention just because he's so stylistically like interesting and wraps mm-hmm. around my arm in a great way. The one that I care the least about is actually right above it, which is like this weird piece of flash with three lines over a red circle mm-hmm. that I got just because uh, the person who did my uh, Pokemon and a heart that I have on my left bicep mm-hmm. was testing out a flash sheet and was like oh i'll do it for cheap and i was like oh, okay cool like yeah i want to get some stuff again with the relationship building sure. yeah um but that's the one that is just like kind of sits there mm-hmm. and i think uh helps fill some space where i want to like put something in between mm-hmm. um but yeah the beatles probably probably my favorite one i think that one kicked off like the more artistic side of this this journey mm-hmm. um i think about them every day Yay. Well, you can see him too. Exactly. Yeah, I have ones of mine that I can't necessarily see every day. Um, well, that was that was the question I was going to ask. Is is how's that feel? Because that that's a that's a thing I've always struggled with is getting one in a place that I f- can't see without like doing some work. Because it's if if I'm getting art on my body, I want to be able to see it. I think, uh, I, at least for me, um, all of my tattoos, the placement, I've. I've chosen very specifically and in a very spaced out way. They're they're spaced out evenly on my body. They're spaced out for me on each side of my body. I don't have mm-hmm. any in the middle. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, you being like feeling weird when it was uneven. Yeah, and it's uneven again. But um but they're 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 spaced out on the different sides of my body and I I kind of treat my body as one large like just as if I were doing a graphic design piece and I was doing a layout you know like right for me my body is the canvas and like I'm doing a layout in a way that I feel comfortable with the way they're spaced out and visually and so one of those is that visual like I have one on my left shoulder blade and like visually I really enjoy the placement I am not great with sleeves because I'm a weirdo I wear a lot of tank tops people like you can see it it's framed really nicely um and so, like, as in a way, like, I'm presenting myself as a piece of art, and in doing so, I don't need to see it, makes because sense. I know that it's there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I only have one that I can't see, because I have one on my leg, but if, you know, I mm-hmm. don't have pants on, or sure. if I have jorts, I can see it. Not shorts, how- jorts. Um, S- side note, how often are you wearing jorts? A lot. A lot. I was wearing oh, them. Have you met him? That's true. Yeah. I was wearing them yesterday. I think I'm um, still in in a in a place where when I hear the word jorts, I just assume like Lieutenant Dangle short shorts. You assume never nudes. Yes. Okay. I I I'm glad you didn't go John Cena because that's where a lot of people go. And John Cena. Um. No, I wear cutoffs specifically. Yeah, he wears cutoffs to let let everybody know. John Cena is my favorite Channing Tatum character. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's a, you only have one you can't see. And um, so do I. I mean, other than the one behind my ear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, mine I, is, that's the one I got because I thought it was funny. It's a power button. I remember when you got that because yeah. we hung out in New York yeah. and you're like, look at this. I got a power button. I got a power button. I'm an Apple person now. The, I think the only tattoo I've ever heard of about that like made me go like, come on, was when I found out that Henry Rollins has a barcode on the back of his neck. 
I, I know like, a few people who have that. And that was a, that's a very like cyberpunk thing. Yeah, yeah. there was some sh- dark angel. Maybe she had a barcode on her neck. That, that would that would sound that tracks. The, it yeah, was that Jessica makes Alba, I think. Yeah, it was it was, was Jay Alba's. Yeah, dark angel produced yeah. by Jimmy Cams. Couldn't remember fucking. Uh, Who's that? James Cameron. Jimmy Cams. Uh, I couldn't we're, pull we're very close friends. Couldn't Apparently. pull Jeff Bridges, but I could remember Dark Angel. Anyway, you only have one you can't see. <laughs> um, um, let me let me let me open up my uh, block folio and see how my uh Lebowski coin is doing right Jesus, now. Jesus, I hate Jesus you. Christ. Um I only have one I can't see again, sort of going back to the point yeah. you were making about placement. Um I got it specifically, it is a reference or in reference to a series called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, mm-hmm. where it is about the bu- bloodline of a family, and the bloodline is identified by a star birthmark uh, on their neck. Yes, it is in my bookshelf. Um, That's a series I really have always wanted to read, and I haven't yet. It's fun. Uh, they're repackaging Part 3 now, Viz's, so it's easy to mm-hmm. get in those hardcover editions. If you go to Powell's tomorrow, you yeah. should be able my, to find uh, them pretty easily. Local, my local comic shop, uh, Secret Headquarters has them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I look at them I look at them every week when I go in. I you should pick them up. They're fun. I played fill-in guitar once for a band called the Wesley Willis Project, where we improvised Wesley Willis-style songs. Where is this going? Um... I don't and think this is a bit. I, I think this is a real no, this story. No, this is, this is 100% real. This is 100% no, real. No, yeah. I'm, I'm um, just curious to see where it ends up. And I, uh, it wasn't until I got to the gig that I found out it was also JoJo's Bizarre Adventure themed. And I was just given a shiny gold shirt and a wig to wear. I don't know what it symbolized. Do you or, have a picture? I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't uh, think I even knew this story. Joe, if you're listening, you're probably not. But if, if you're listening and there's a photo of that, please, by all means, send it my way. Yeah, um, I'm very curious. Yeah. That was, a, that was, a, that that, that, that was so that one, such a fun gig, but that was also like, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> so that one is a placement similar to the the families. Yeah, it's it's on the their left sort of neck, mm-hmm. yeah. back of their neck. Um, and yeah, I got that. That was the only one. I, I like to get I want to get more referential tattoos mm-hmm. the uh, the umbrella that I have on my arm is like somewhat of a reference to taco from the adventure zone where I was listening to that and I was like yeah. oh I really love that idea of an umbrella being a, a wizard's staff and like yeah. having such a commonplace item um, but the yeah taco that was, from TV oh yeah from from TV okay you know he killed all those people oh, he right. actually yes. spoiler he didn't um but yeah, I want to. I like getting subtle references to mm-hmm. things, like the Pokeballs that I have. Yeah. It's a nice reference yeah. to Pokemon, and then I got actual Pokemon, yeah. which has become a great lit- litmus test as a single guy of just being <laughs> like, you have to be okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. That's you've, you've seen my balls, now see my bow. Okay. You're not the first person to make that joke. I'm sure I'm not. I, and I felt. My, second it came out of my, bat- my yeah. mouth, I'm like, eh, maybe shouldn't have. Second it came out of your bowels. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was a uh, shitty joke. That's where all my jokes come from, if we're being <laughs> honest. Okay. Anyway, that's why I like a lot of mine that are mine that are words are referential. Right. Um, and so they're not necessarily the first thing you're going to know is a reference, but right. like one of them is lyrics from a song, one of them is. Um, this the one that people most often understand what it is is I have higher further faster more which is a Captain Marvel thing oh um, because it was also the the title of one of the volumes um and it was like a rallying thing of the the Carol Corps and then I have one that's a line from my favorite book mm-hmm. but like 
no one ever gets that one. Uh, I posted it on, <laughs> it's like a children's book, and I posted it on the, uh, Gail, Carlson, Gail Carlson Levine is the author, it's uh, from Ella Enchanted, mm-hmm. and I posted on her, like, message forum, and I was like, oh, I just got this tattoo, and, like, this book is how my best friend and I met and blah 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 blah. and she actually responded she was like that's so cool I don't think I've ever had anybody get a tattoo of my work before because she writes fucking children's books Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but she thought it was very sweet and I thought that was that was cool of her to respond kids getting tattoos I I I have been because the Conan one I want to get has made me a little bit nervous of like what if I what if I ever worked for him but then I was like eh who fucking who cares (laughs) You just wear a sweatband. Well, and, yeah. and the other thing is, is it, it's going like to go where PA. my watch goes anyway. So, yeah. like, so there yeah. you go. You're, you're covering Conan. Yeah, that might be more offensive if you're Ooh. like, I got this, but I don't let him breathe. You'd be like, you <laughs> <laughs> suffer, O'Brien, suffer. Be kind. <laughs> I like. Uh, do you guys know who Chris Gethard is? Yes, I, I love Chris Gethard. So Chris Gethard has two Morrissey tattoos, or one. Yes. Um, we did the Smiths two le- weeks he ago. He has at least one. He has at least one, and somebody told him that Morrissey doesn't like people <laughs> getting Smiths or oh, Morrissey the, oh, tattoos. Was, was that when That's he, very funny. Was that the one of his signature on his arm? I think so, yeah. And he just got, like, super deflated. <laughs> That's so funny. That, Chris, if you're listening, long shot. Yeah. yeah. You're great. Come on the show. Yeah, God. I, yeah, you're great, but yeah, open, we did the Smiths two weeks ago. Pick something else. Open invitation for Chris Gethard to come on this show. Yeah, right. I will um, return or, for that episode. Or anyone so, from the Gethard show, for that matter. So, Human fish. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, if you had your pick. um, prob- I, I just think Connor Ratliff is fascinating. I want to talk to him about like Looney Tunes cartoons for an hour. I got to go see that show at New York Comic Con last year, mm-hmm. and he had an apple that he gave to the crowd, and everyone got pissed. They were like, "Why would I get apples?" And <laughs> we just started a chant where he was like, "I'm gonna go get four more apples," and we all were just like, four more apples, <laughs> four more apples." He went and he got a bunch of them. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, it was a fun show. So I was gonna say, if there's a uh, any other last thoughts you had, and then if you boys really want to talk about your sweet boys again for a minute and plug them i don't have anything new to say other than that i've been listening to a lot of steely dan myself so i feel like my <laughs> decline into george st Gilan is starting yeah to happen my eyesight's still pretty good and i haven't murdered any wives you are on married. competing medications though are you always that's a joke you always it's such a good research. joke it's such a good joke Every, I mean, every joke in that show is uh, just the funniest thing in the world. We're talking about Oh Hello, for those oh, of you who hello. can't gather it out of context. I think the last time I watched it was with Matt, actually, at SPX, where we were having some downtime and we took a nap. But we just watched that, uh, which was a lot of fun. Perfect. We watched Perfect. like half of it with a friend a couple weeks ago. Very high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which she, and like, was, she was also very high. Uh, she, we were yeah. like, you gotta watch this thing. <laughs> and I, I have seen that show in various different states of being, and it, it's right. just as good however you want to see it. I've shown... You gonna get a George St. Eaglin tattoo? You should get a Gil Faison tattoo. You should get a Gil Faison tattoo. You should get a thing of mashed potatoes. <laughs> get too much tuna. You I, should get too much tuna on your body. Uh, no, what, what I, tuna teeny. I, I think I would... If I, if I did get one, I would get... Uh, just a a finger with a little dab of hummus oh, on it. <laughs> Coolness. Either that, or just get a get a bottle of uh, sweet rose wine. <laughs> oh yeah, or whatever the fuck it is. Sweet berry wine. Sweet berry sweet wine. Berry wine. Well, no, now, no, sweet now berry wine. That's Steve Brule. Yeah, now we're just designing universes. tattoos. Mm-hmm. Sweet berry. No, it, it, it is, is sweet, sweet berry, berry wine. wine. Yeah. 
I thought Cocaine. it was rosemary wine. No. Oh, you're right. Rosemary wine. Maybe. It may, knowing them, it was probably both it might at some both. point. I've been, I've been trying to divine if that is an actual song and they just bastardized the lyrics. I think it might be either Deacon Blues, like a riff on Deacon Blues or a riff on FM, no static at all. This is how deep I've gone. Well, I, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out for you. I have, I know somebody who is a huge unironic Steely Dan fan and I will send it to him and ask. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's one of those things like, uh, you know, when Weird Al does the style parodies where it's like, right. oh, this is just a bunch of like. But it might have had a starting point. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure it did. But like. Like, you couldn't say exactly which Devo song Dare to be Stupid is. It's just all of them. Sure. But yeah, I, I, I would like to know if there is a starting point. That would be my one question. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to send Kroll. it to Steve and see if he knows. That's fair. If I ever see John Mulaney outside of the Lassens again, I'll ask him. Oh, yeah. I saw him at Mustard Seed a couple weeks ago. Remember? Oh, nice. Yeah. Just LA name drop the podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He lives in our neighborhood. We live in a neighborhood that's weirdly just like populated entirely with like B-list comedians. Yeah. I've seen... Uh, <laughs> I saw Rob Hubel in your neighborhood a few yep. years ago I've at a cafe. Him, um, we see Kurt uh, and Kristen. Mm-hmm. We see who? Uh, Kurt Brownell and Kristen Shaw. Shaw. Oh, okay. Um, Cameron I, Esposito oh, I don't know and if Rhea Shaw Butcher. Lives in the neighborhood, but I've seen Both her at the Albertsons. Um, I saw fucking what's his name. <sighs> He's on the league, and also Paul Shear. Thank you. I saw him in the Coffee Bean. Um, uh-huh. there was another guy that was your will something and i saw him in mustard seed oh will hines yeah i saw will hines yeah i see will hines all the time See, i'm bad at that and then we also just see uh dan Harmon angrily walking up the street sometimes yeah i've I've never seen dan Harmon not walking uphill and just like like, always looking pissed Um, about it but like we yeah we see people all the fucking time like we just live in a neighborhood that just has a lot of people that like we recognize and one of them is john blaney and we see him outside sometimes I've also seen Adrian Grenier twice, but I don't think he lives in our neighborhood, and also I don't care. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Entourage, yeah, formerly yeah. famous. I I'm going I'm going to make a public admission right now that I did not I let down Mr. Lin Manuel Miranda by I I fully gave away my shot. We were walking past Little Dom's one night, uh-huh. and there was Adrian Grenier sitting at one of the outdoor tables, very much like I'm sitting right now, leg crossed, right, foot out halfway through the sidewalk and as we're walking up i'm like it's a fucking entourage guy yeah he's just sticking his foot out like near a tree so you had to like snake around him it's a shitty part of the sidewalk anyway and i was right. like the, it's it's la so of course there's a tree and nobody's ever fixed it so the sidewalk is practically vertical right yeah, yeah. and i was like there's fucking mr entourage this is my shot i should just fucking run into his leg take him down and i, I didn't do it i was too much of a coward so I don't I, think Entourage is his fault. I gave away my shot. He's got that Entourage money, though. He's well, got that money, but I don't think it's his fault. It's not It's not entirely his fault, but there is blood on his hands. He was in the Devil Wars. He was a dick in the Devil Wars Prada, actually. Anyway. anyway. So, so Adrian Grenier, if you're listening. Also welcome on the podcast. Does he anyway, have tattoos? I don't know. To, I don't bring know. It, to bring it full circle. I don't Clothing, know, but I'm sure you could pr- Google it because the internet's weird. If he does, it's probably like a bottle of Fireball or something. No, again, Entourage, not his fault. That's also, that's profiling in the harshest <laughs> yeah. way possible. Yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's not his fault, but he didn't stop it. Okay, but He like, was complicit. If you were making Entourage money, would you stop it? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, closing thoughts, closing on, tattoos. thoughts on tattoos. If you want to get some, do your research. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Find somebody you can trust. Just find fuck. a shop you can trust. Yeah, don't just fucking, fucking just do walk it. in somewhere. Like, 
That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you can be a walk-in if you know what you want, but still do your research. Pick a good shop. And if you don't know what you want, don't get one. Nope. Nope. So, uh, uh, Slamuel, thank you for joining, <laughs> joining us today. Goddamn. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, you're welcome. Um, if people want Thank to you find... for uh, inviting us into your home to record this. Of course, you you guys are your lovely home that has forks. Your adorable Yay. little bungalow. Thank you. It is a nice little place. If uh, people wanted to find more Sam Cusick related content, how could they do that? Uh, you can find me online at Slam Cusick K U S E K uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Sla- slam spelled the normal Christian slam way. Slam spelled the normal Christian way. Okay. Yes. As God intended. Sure. And um, do you want to plug your game at all a little bit? <laughs> my unrelated game yeah. i was thinking nobody has tattoos in that game that's okay it doesn't have to be related this yeah, is the fine. plugs portion of the show not the, the related portion, portion of the show yeah. uh so if you listen to my last episode uh power rangers this is more relevant to that um i released uh recently a storytelling game called henshin which is uh it's a sentai inspired storytelling game where you can choose one of six playbooks uh red blue green black yellow or pink uh, there's a narrator, and you guys essentially direct an episode or series of episodes in the Power Rangers vein. Mm-hmm. I'm being a little choosy with my language yeah. here because we don't want too many comps to it, lest a cease and desist were yeah. to come our way. Um, but it's it's really fun. Uh, we've gotten some pretty tight response. Tight response, Jesus. We've gotten some pretty. Oh, uh, look at that tight response. Look at that. <laughs> it's like I'm talking about a car. Yeah, tight response. Mm. Um, <laughs> Actually, that's what I should have said. I was into tight Paul, response. No, Paul tight Hollywood response. gets horny about cars. Oh, Paul Hollywood's Horny Car Adventure is very yeah. is that, good. Uh, I saw that tweet earlier. Yeah, is that Paul the actual Holly- title of no, the show? No, it's called Paul Hollywood's Big Continental Road Trip. Can you say that five times fast? Because you somewhat love <laughs> Paul, Paul Hollywood's Big Horny Car Ride. Paul no, Hollywood. Paul, Paul Hollywood's Big Continental Road Trip. Paul Hollywood's Open Shirt Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Paul it Hollywood's Flower-Covered Bread Fuck. I watched it kind of to... <laughs> be funny but actually it was very interesting yeah it was it was i was coming down from a really harsh panic attack and it was helpful it was very soothing and interesting anyway paul hollywood's noel feldings <laughs> cake bake experience and now it's on i, I it, it makes me sad that we never got to see mary berry interact with noel fielding i feel like that could only have been delightful Maybe. It's been weird. It would have been weird. Oh, I feel it would like have been he would have said something off color and gotten fired. Uh, Mary <laughs> Berry is the one who says everything off color. Um on that show, yeah. for sure. Did you did I I know I read you this when it happened, but this is a quick side note and then we will we will <laughs> depart. Did you did did anybody see that there were um Noel Feeling did a bit where he hid in a refrigerator and scared somebody on the show and the BBC received like like ten times more complaints about that than about like a, like really serious like assault scene that was on a different show because people were so upset that he hid in a refrigerator because it was a bad example for children and they thought that children were going to lock themselves in refrigerators because Noel Fielding popped out of a refrigerator to scare somebody on the show. He's just being I whimsical. Didn't know that. Yeah, it was very funny. He's That's just being whimsical. Yeah. Also, uh, the at least the past couple seasons the refrigerators have all been supplied by smeg s-m-e-g and they also and the bbc also got a bunch of complaints about that because all of smeg uh shit looks like 
fucking somebody had Frank Gehry fuck a toaster. Um, ah! It's all oh very God. modern. It's all like very modern shit. And they all say smeg really big on every single appliance. And so all the fridges said that and they got all these complaints. The BBC got all these complaints about it being advertising because they don't have advertising on the BBC. Does smeg stand for anything? I don't know. I think it's Swedish. Well, smeg is the like nope, all-purpose swear on Red Dwarf. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to get real dirty and weird with it. No. I mean, he, anyway, he kind of did with the context. <laughs> yeah. Well, and talking, <laughs> and talking about Red Dwarf is just an inherently disgusting thing to do. <laughs> inherently off-putting activity. <laughs> All right, Brandon, where can people find you? Do your plugs. If Plug time. people wanted to find more of me, Which you could find me at Hell Yes Brandon on all of the things in the internet. Um, my sketch team, Gunslinger, we just had our most recent show. I'm sure it went pretty well. Your most recent show? Our most recent show. Um, our our next show is uh, early February uh, at the pack, uh, second Wednesday of the month uh, with t- tiny muscles. Um, I... Th- Oh, you know what? You can check this me out. You can check out mistake. my SoundCloud too. I've got a sound. I'm Hellyes Brandon on SoundCloud, and I've I've been putting up little bits and pieces of musical things I've been working on uh, as of late. I just got him drums for his Christmas yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on the last show about how you yeah. maybe haven't quite realized the full ramifications of what you've done. Oh no, I realized. <laughs> That's why I told you to open it while I was gone. <laughs> True. To get like the majority of like the first fucking like. Jack off out of your system. Oh <laughs> there were hand motions with that, which is why Sam is horrified now. <laughs> yep. Uh, love, what about you? Okay. Uh, I, I also just want to make it clear I love my husband very much. I just also love giving him shit. Um, <laughs> did you just try to bite me? You can't prove that. I wasn't looking, so no, I can't. Fake news. Oh, my God. Um, you can find me everywhere on the internet at, at girladactyl. Um I am in between gigs, so I don't have anything. Well, okay, I just picked up a prop design gig uh, for Imposter, which is a, a dramatic uh, telling of a Moliere story that they're framing to be about toxic masculinity. Um, mm. I only picked this up a couple days ago, so I don't totally have the script yet, but um, that'll be up at the end of the month. And then the next show I know I'm working on is not until April, but that's going to be surviving Macbeth. And it's another retelling. It's a, it's a true to text retelling of Macbeth through a feminine lens that portrays Lady Macbeth as a survivor of abuse. Um, so I'm just starting production for that. And I'm nice. going to be stage managing that. <laughs> so, yeah, I have some weird gigs, guys. But, yeah, uh, you can hit me up online because I'm always on the Internet just fucking back on my bullshit. I uh, it occurred to me the I other day. I haven't been home all month, guys. I'm dying. <laughs> I want to I start like an bullshit. I start like an electro band called Bombs. And it's B-O-M-B.O.M.W, which would just be back on my bullshit. Which I just think is a good name. I've wanted, maybe we can just, you can do a nice slow fade as we sort of go into band name off. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to start an electro band called Get a Haircut. I've always wanted to start a... You uh, point at your fans. <laughs> get a fucking haircut. I've always wanted to start a bluegrass band called Podcast Over. Bug cast over? Podcast Over. It's how no, I end the show. No, I, no, I heard you. We heard you. <laughs> we <but> heard you. <laughs> It's all right. I still think the horn section is a really good name for something. It is. <laughs> that's it's, a great name. That's a very good, that's, very good that's name. That's a very good name. Podcast over. All right, I'm out. Bye. Don't